Yeah, like you want to keep improving. And sometimes that does mean you, that you need to take the time to learn some new software. Like I'm really glad I took the time to learn Sketch. Yes, it was slower to start with because it was a new program and I didn't know what I was doing and I you know, already had my flow in Photoshop and I knew what I was doing in there. But I'm glad that I put, put in that time to learn it because now my workflow is much faster. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creators. I'm one of your hosts, Femke. And I am your other host, Charlie. Today we have an episode about design tools. Now this was actually an episode that Fem and I recorded back when, before we even started the podcast, we talked about design tools as a bit of a test episode, and that was like a lost episode that no one was ever going to hear. But we mentioned that we talked about this in our live Q&A that we did a few weeks back. Uh, there will be a link in the show notes if you want to check out the replay. It's on our YouTube channel. But we talked about the fact we'd you know, done this episode that no one would ever hear about design tools, and everyone seemed pretty keen to hear us talk about it, what tools we use, uh, why we chose them over other tools, the collaborate uh, the combination of analog and digital and we thought that sure let's talk about it and let's tell you about our design tools and what we use on a day-to-day basis sound good to you fem yeah i'm also actually looking forward to hearing what our listeners use the design tools that they use uh hopefully they'll uh, send us a tweet at the end of this episode once they've listened to it and let us know their sort of design toolkit that would be interesting to hear Yeah, because I think everyone has their own personal preferences, you know, of what makes up their toolkit. So it should be interesting. First, though, how has your week been, Fem? Did you have a good weekend getting stuff done? I wish I did. I uh, actually (laughs) went down south to visit some family for the weekend. So I didn't really get anything done, actually, now that I think about it. I didn't get that much done. But yeah, looking forward to this week, getting quite a few things done off my list. And as you are going to be in VidCon while this comes out, uh, just getting ahead of the podcast, really, and making sure we've got enough episodes to go out while you're away. Got to be organized, right? Yep. What about you? You're going to VidCon tomorrow, right? Yes. But by the time this episode comes out, I would have already been to VidCon. Yes. So no doubt I will have a blog post up all about that um maybe i'll link that in the show notes as well if you feel like hearing about my experience i wonder what my future self will be thinking <laughs> <laughs> but are you i mean how are you feeling about the event are you excited i'm very excited for it it's going to be quite a different experience from last year where i was just attending you know as as a youtuber whereas this year i'm attending as a featured creator so i'm going to be on a panel and that means that I've gotten, honestly, I've never felt more popular in my whole entire life. I've gotten so many invitations <laughs> to all these random parties and things that brands are putting on. So That sounds like fun, yeah. though. I'm sure you'll meet a lot of interesting people. Yeah, I've already made plans to meet up with a lot of other smaller creators and going to collab with a few other design, you know, creativity style YouTubers, which should be really cool because I don't really have a lot of friends who do those sorts of videos here. So it's going to be good. Yeah, looking forward to it. Cool. I feel like I should ask you about uh, what video tools you use to edit your vlog, but we're going to talk about design tools instead. Well, actually, uh, the tools I use to edit my vlog is part of the other design tools that I use. So I don't know, should we just go through and talk about what software we use day to day? Mm -hmm. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so mostly I use the Adobe Creative Suite. 
I've used this ever since I first started out in design. It was just, you know, what my high school used and then also what my university used. So I've just stuck with it ever since. So I use the Photoshop, I use Illustrator, I use InDesign. Uh, mostly these days I use Sketch actually for web design, but I used to use Photoshop for actually designing websites, which seems crazy to me now. But anyway, uh, also in the Adobe suite is uh, Premiere, which is the video editing software that I use. And then I also use Audition, which is the audio software for recording this podcast. So I pretty much use you know, a lot of the Adobe Creative Suite. It's quite good value for me, their monthly subscription. I get a lot out of it. Yeah, it's funny because when I think back to when I wanted to start learning design, I was very much focused on what design tools I had to learn. And now that I'm a bit older and wiser, I realize that it's not really about the design tool you use, right? Like there's so much more behind design, like the principles of design and that kind of stuff. But I remember like I was trying to find courses on like how to use Photoshop or learn Illustrator. Like I was looking for these sort of nighttime courses in Wellington uh, run by the local polytechnic that I could go to. And in my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, if I go and do a course about learning Photoshop, then that's going to turn me into a designer. Right. But yeah, now I know. <laughs> no, and, and I know that you've sometimes gotten questions as well on your YouTube channel, right, about people asking you, like, what design tools do you use or what should I use to become a web designer or whatever? Yeah, and I can understand where they're coming from because, like you said, you know, when you're first starting out, you want to know what tools people are using. And maybe that's why some of you are listening to this podcast right now. So it's good to know what the professionals use so that you can get an idea of where you should start, I suppose. But you can't expect the tools to do the work for you is yes. the main thing. You know, all those tools I just mentioned – they are just ways to bring ideas to life. And so I use whatever the heck tool that I know how to use best to achieve the thing that I want to achieve. And it doesn't matter if what you use is different. You know, a lot of designers do end up using the same because there are some tools that are, you know, better than others. And they're just clearly the best way to, you know, create that sort of thing. But you'll discover that as well on your own as you're trying to bring your ideas to life. But yeah, the tool's don't do the design. Design is not clicking buttons in Photoshop or putting strokes on vectors in Illustrator. Yeah. It, it's its its own thing and it's not dependent on tools. So what would you recommend to someone who might be listening that wants to learn design and, you know, maybe wants to know which tool they should start with to sort of have a play around? I would uh, start with the Creative Suite, actually. I think they have a free trial, 30-day free trial. It's like a subscription method at the moment, right? So you pay per month, and I know it can get quite expensive for students or perhaps if you're only wanting one particular piece of software. I don't know. I've, I've heard people you know, complain about that, but to me it seems like very good value. I would recommend downloading that and just playing around with it, really. I have made a couple of tutorials on my YouTube channel for creating designed things in InDesign and one in Illustrator, and I've actually got one coming up that uses Photoshop. So just try and bring some ideas to life using the tools. Don't worry about getting to know it in and out. Like I, There's so many features of all of these tools that I have no idea about. Is it the same for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I would not say that I'm a master in Photoshop or Illustrator, even though I've spent so much time in those tools. Like if I even now try to think about how many hours I've spent in those tools, it would be a lot. But those tools, 
have so much complexity in them. Like you can yeah. make it as complicated as you want really or go as hardcore as you want. So I definitely am not a master in any of the Creative Suite tools. But I don't think you have to be. Like you don't have to know the tool no. inside and out. You don't have to know everything about how to use it. You just know need to know how to bring your ideas to life in it. And so I find that even still to this day when I've been designing for I don't even want to count how many years now, but – I still will Google things all the time to be like, I really want to do this. I'm not sure how to make it happen in this software, so I'm going to Google it and find out. And I might discover that this is not the best software to use for that particular thing, and then I'll you know, be able to find which software is and be able to get that instead. But you're constantly learning, and you don't need to worry about knowing the tool 100%. You just need to know about bringing your idea to life. Exactly. And I don't think there's any right or wrong tool to use. Like, I don't think there's one specific best of all design tool that we should all be using. I think it very much depends on what you're trying to achieve, like what you're designing for, what your design is, what the context is going to be, who you're designing with. Maybe you're designing by yourself or maybe you're collaborating with the team. You know, all of those sort of factors come into play that then help you determine which design tool is the best. Like I know people who design websites in Photoshop and I know people who design websites in Sketch. And there's no right or wrong. It's just, I mean, some of it comes down to personal preference, but also comes down to, you know, how familiar you are with the tool and which one you can work best and work most quickly in. Yeah, exactly. The best tool to use is the one that you're the most comfortable in. What is what it comes down to. So because you use the Creative Suite, which has tools like you know photoshop and illustrator when do you use those compared to when you use sketch is there a clear definition there yeah i find i use photoshop and illustrator for creating assets so editing photos or you know imagery to drop into web design and creating illustrations or more complex vectors to drop into a web design but sketch is where it all comes together so that's when I do the layout and the flow and work out all those details I'll also use photoshop or illustrator for other digital graphics so I don't know web ads or you know imagery to post on twitter that sort of thing I'll just dive into whatever seems to make the most sense at the time really there's no hard and fast rule does that make sense yeah, yeah, that's interesting because I do those tasks in Sketch, which is kind of funny. interesting. How how about you tell us what tools do you use? Rattle off your list of main main things. Yeah, so it is mainly Sketch. So if I'm doing web design or even things like you just mentioned, like maybe I need to create a blog graphic or do some social media imagery or some banner ads or whatever, I use Sketch to do all of that. If I do have to do like illustration work or lettering, maybe I want to vectorize some lettering that I did, then I'm definitely going to use Illustrator because it's just a much, it's just much better at supporting vectors uh, than sketches. Yeah. Uh, Photoshop, I don't really ever use unless maybe I want to do like a mock-up kind of thing. So I might download like a mock-up template and then like mm-hmm. I want to stick my design in it, if you know what I mean. Uh, that's sort of the only or like the most use case that I that I use Photoshop for. And that's sort of it. Like when it comes to design tools, that's that's mostly it. I mean, I obviously do use Atomic a lot as well with my work. Uh, I probably spend actually a lot of my time in there, uh, mostly because I work there. And I actually have also used it for 
a few of my client projects as a way to sort of present my work and create like a prototype of, of the website so that the client can click through. That's kind of my main list, really. Cool. Any other, you know, extra things like you just talked about, the fact that you use Atomic for the prototyping side, so that's not so much creating the visuals as the interactions and the additional stuff around it. Anything else like that that is in your toolkit? Like, I don't know, websites you use for resources and stuff? Yeah, I mean, I do use uh, like some icon app that I can just quickly grab icons from. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't really call it a design tool, but it's still sort of part of my overall toolkit, I guess you could say, that I quickly grab some icons from and stick it into my design just as like for mock-up purposes and that kind of stuff. That makes sense. What what app is that? Because I use the Noun Project for that. Yeah, I used to use the Noun Project, and then recently I've been using Nucleo app. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, a lot of people haven't heard of it, but it's uh, it's quite nice. You can choose... So, so it's just like a library of icons and you can choose either uh, like outline style or filled or there's like an illustrative style. So then it comes colored. So you can kind of choose like which style you want and you can get all of the icons in those three different styles. So that's quite nice. That is cool because I find with Noun Project, the icons, it's hard to get some that are in the same set. Yes. You know, I end up mostly using it as an idea generating tool so I'll look at how other people have represented the thing that I need an icon for and then draw my own so that they can all match and work well together yeah that's the thing that I found with noun project is often when I am using icons well like I just said I'm using icons plural like I'm not just using one icon so it kind of needs to be a set that all works well together and I found that to be quite hard in noun project but nucleo app everything is like Basically, the, all of the icons are a set because they all work so well together. Makes sense. Uh, another tool that I use for prototyping is Envision, which everyone at my work likes to mock me for saying in my accent. <laughs> they say, Unvision. Oh. <laughs> well, just it's it's Kiwi. <laughs> it's so funny. I have never like thought of it in a Kiwi way. <laughs> yeah, but it is quite hilarious. Anyway, that's what I use for prototyping and to share my designs to get feedback on. I find that really useful. Uh, another, I'm going to call it a design tool, I suppose, is websites like uh, the Designers Foundry, which is where I get a lot of fonts from that I love to use in my designs. Not so much web designs, but definitely any other digital graphics or print graphics. I really like using their fonts. And I use Google Web Fonts a lot in the sites that I build on my own. Any Anything else to add? On your side, Pam? No, I'm very much the same. I love the Designers Foundry. I, it's it's kind of like Christmas for me. When whenever they release a new font, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need it. Like, yes, same. <laughs> they're all so nice. Uh, but yeah, Google Fonts I also use a lot for web projects. But I do really like the the typefaces on Designers Foundry as well. I would say that too. I, fonts are a hard thing, right? That. There's so many out there and there's a lot of free ones and there's a lot of really terrible ones, to be honest. Mm. And, you know, it, when I, I remember when I was starting out as a designer, collecting fonts, I was just fanatic about it. You know, I would just spend ages on defont.com oh and gosh, download yes. <laughs> everything that I liked. But now that I've sort of gotten a bit more experience and getting more into the industry, I'm more interested in quality over quantity and finding fonts that I really love and that are really well designed. And there's not a lot on defont.com 
that is really well designed, to be honest. Like a lot of them are a bit cheesy or, I don't know, just have these little flaws in them. And they are free and, you know, that makes sense then as to why they would have those flaws because you get what you pay for. But, yeah, I really enjoy investing in really good quality fonts now to add to my collection. And most of them that I do buy these days come from the Designers Foundry. Although I've also found some really good ones on sites like the Creative Market as well. That's a really good place to look for fonts and other assets like cool textures and things like that that I use when I'm doing graphics. Man, this is a really nerdy episode, isn't it? But I love talking about this (laughs) stuff. (laughs) I think other people are going to appreciate hearing, yeah, the different tools and resources that we use. Yeah. So with this software, how did you learn to use it? I know you talked about wanting to try and find some classes to attend to learn it. Did you end up doing that? Or yeah, how did you learn the software? No, I didn't end up doing the classes, but what I did end up doing is some online learning. So I found a website, I think it's called tutsplus.com. Yep, yep, I've used that before. Yeah, and I think you pay, at least this was a few years ago, I don't know if it's still the same, but I paid like a monthly subscription, I guess, and it's got all of these different classes and courses within it. And some of the classes are very broad, like introduction to Illustrator. And then others are very specific, like maybe learning how to do some like 3D character illustration or something. Uh, So I skipped those complicated ones and I just did a few basic ones to sort of introduce me to the creative suite. So I learned, yeah, intro to Illustrator, a bit about Photoshop. I think those were the only sort of two tools at the time that I was really focusing on. Makes sense. I think it's good to learn in that broad sense when you're first starting out. Like I don't think the thing to do when you're first starting to learn is to dive into how to create this specific project, you know, because then you're going to be learning based on on that and you need to have the lay of the land first to get an idea of what the tool can do so that you can be better equipped to decide if it's the right one to use for the idea that you want to create. Yeah, and once I kind of had the basics down of how the tool worked, I then took a bit more of the classes that kind of became a bit more specific. So like one class was like how to create or how to design a like navigation for a, for a website and I can't remember what the other ones were, but I think for Photoshop, one was like how to add some light leaks to a photograph or something like that. Uh, So that kind of helped me, like, I guess, explore the different possibilities that the tool could give me and kind of opened me up to like, oh, so this is the kind of stuff that I could create in here if I wanted to. Yeah, that's a good way to learn, I think. Most of my learning came from, well, firstly, design classes in high school. So we had several sessions in the computer lab because not everything was done on computers in my high school back in the day, you know. Uh, But we had a computer lab session once a week in design class where our tutor would take us through Illustrator and Photoshop and show us a few things. And then I did a bit more learning in university. But mostly, to be honest, my learning came from me Googling how to do something. Mm -hmm. And still to this day, that's how I learn. I'll watch YouTube tutorials on certain things, read blog articles that are you know written step-by-step tutorials on things search forums and stuff yeah I just learn by thinking of what I need to do and then googling how to do it rather than watching something first and then trying it out does that make sense yeah I do the same thing now with a lot of the new tools that I use so uh, I recently started creating some sort of uh, on-screen 
product tutorials at my day job. So like, you know, screen recording my screen and doing a bit of a voiceover and that kind of stuff. And to start off with, I did it like pretty ad hoc. Like I wasn't really sure what I was doing or which design tool is the best to use. Uh, and then I found this course uh, by someone who works at Envision actually. And it teaches you how to create like product videos and through that I learned about a tool called uh, ScreenFlow which I'm sure many people have heard of but I hadn't and that was like a very basic like 10 10 five minute videos on how to use ScreenFlow and how to actually use it in the context that I wanted to use it in so for me that was that was super helpful and a worthy investment. Nice yeah I think from searching and from taking note of who the tutor is as well like you said this person uh, from Envision had recommended it and you can trust the company, you know. Yeah, be careful with what tutorials you do follow online and go for reputable sites is what I'd say. Yeah, definitely. If you want to learn Photoshop and find a tutorial by someone that is like, I don't know, a sound designer, then maybe don't take it by them. Maybe you should take it, take the Photoshop course by someone who is, I don't know, a photographer or a web designer or something. That's probably a bit more credible. Yeah, definitely. So what about analog tools? Because we've just talked about a bunch of digital ones. Is there anything that you do off the computer these days in your design process? Wait, people do things off the computer? Yes, that exists, fam. I mean, a sketchbook and a pencil, that's basically it. Like, I don't have some sort of elaborate, like, studio where I have giant walls with like whiteboards and paper and paint everywhere that's not really my style uh, I would absolutely love that to be honest yeah it's just not not applicable to the space that I'm no. in no uh, I think it'd be awesome to have such a space I think that'd be super inspiring but yeah I just have a sketchbook and some pens and pencils I actually have multiple sketchbooks I kind of like collect them <laughs> but yeah that's honestly about it and I just use that to like either do like literal brainstorms like I'll write the project in the middle and then draw arrows to like words that jump out at me maybe I'm doing a bit of a mind map or thinking about a website that I have to design and I'm just like plotting down I don't know feelings or emotions or tangible things that kind of relate to it and yeah I do paper wireframes as well on those so paper wireframes brainstorms and Oh, obviously some sketching as well if I'm doing some lettering or something. Yeah. I I have a weird thing with sketchbooks in that I don't feel like I can be as like free and creative in them. I don't know why, but whenever I draw, so doing wireframes or lettering or just, I don't know, rough sketching and ideas, sometimes I'll sketch out some storyboards for videos sometimes, you know, plan out the shots. I'll do it all on just blank pieces of like printer paper, A4 paper that you put through a printer. And that means that I end up with bits of paper absolutely everywhere and it's all a mess. And I understand that that's why sketchbooks are good, but there's just something about it that I just like being able to lay out all of my you know, different versions or whatever next to each other rather than having them on different pages in the sketchbook. That's just just a thing about me. And I really like using Sharpies as well for uh, basically everything I just mentioned apart from the lettering. For that, I use a lead holder because doing lettering with a Sharpie, I would find difficult. (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if also maybe, maybe the feeling of doing it in a sketchbook 
feels too permanent for you. I don't know. Like possibly if you're just doing it on a piece of paper, like you can just easily toss it away and it doesn't matter. But if it's in a sketchbook, it's like, you know, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. That's really deep. And it's probably true, you know. (laughs) So what's your favorite design tool? Like, uh, it doesn't have to be a certain piece of software. It could be a certain part of that software, a plugin, a pen. I don't know. Anything in particular that you just love or want to recommend? I mean, in terms of design tools, it's going to have to be the one that I spend the most time in, and that's definitely Sketch. Uh, but I also use this, uh, is it a plugin or an extension? I'm not really sure. It kind of lives in the top toolbar of my Mac where, like, the clock and stuff is. I don't know what you call those. Uh, and it's called Sip. And basically it lets you, it, it gives you a color picker. So at any time you don't have to be in a design tool, but you can just click on sip and then it gives you a color picker and you can pick any color off your screen. And I find that super useful, uh, whether it's like I see a color that I really like and I just want to save it or whether I'm trying to copy color hex codes across between two different design tools. So maybe I'm trying to get a color that I have an illustrator and want to quickly use it in sketch instead of like opening the color picker and like copy and pasting the hex code. I'll just use sip to quickly grab it. And yeah, I find that like super, super handy. It's a very simple tool. All it lets you do is that, uh, but I use it a lot. Sometimes it's those little things that can just, I don't know, make all the difference, right? There's one that I use that's in a similar way. It's called what the font, I think. No, what font? Uh-huh. Yeah. What font? It's a browser plugin. So it's a Chrome extension. And you click it and then it gives you like a little arrow with a question mark and you can click on any font on a web page and it'll tell you what it is and what size it is, etc. without you having to dive into the code and inspect that. I need So this. I find that really useful, not only for checking on my own designs, like in the own build and check that everything's the right font size, but for looking on other sites and seeing, yeah, what, what font they've used, basically, the clues in the name. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I see fonts and I'm like, oh, I love that. What is it? Or I want to use it or whatever. So that sounds like a really useful tool. Yeah, super handy. There's a couple of other plugins I want to mention too. One for Photoshop that I just heavily relied on when I did web design in there. And I still use it now for laying out graphics or whatever. It's called Guide Guide and it makes guides. So you can just type in how many columns you want or rows or whatever and how far apart you want them to be. It lets you find the midpoint easily as well. You just click one button and it puts a guide right in the middle of your canvas. So it's really easy to align things. I don't know how anyone can get work done in Photoshop without it. Maybe they've built something like that similar into Photoshop now because I haven't checked for a while, but I've just been using that plugin for many years and find it really useful. And the last one is Content Generator for Sketch. So this is one that you can find in the Sketch toolbox and it puts in like placeholder imagery or placeholder text into your design. So I find that really useful when I'm in the mock-up stage or wireframing to just drop in some lorem ipsum, you know, it's also got some funny versions of that, of placeholder text, one called hipsum that's full of hipster words, (laughs) which I like to use. And yeah, placeholder imagery so that you can just be like, oh, this is, there's going to be a person in here. And it's just one click to, you know, get a face in that circle or whatever, rather than having to go and find an example image online. So that's sort of about like workflow hacks, right? Like you're yes. trying to speed up your workflow so that you don't have to then go and like Google an image of a person to yeah, exactly. check into your design. Yeah, I've found that I struggle with embracing 
those workflow hacks. Like, Really? That's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't really use any plugins for Sketch, but I know that there are so many helpful ones that would be so helpful. I think I'm just kind of like set in my way and like I have my way of doing things and to like learn a new plugin or whatever, I kind of like just can't really be bothered. But I want to try and embrace those new those new plugins and things because I know that there's so many helpful ones, especially like that content one. But I just haven't like, I don't know, for some reason, my brain just hasn't embraced them. This brings me to another question I wanted to ask you, actually, which I feel like you've just answered, but let's go with it, is how, I don't know, interested are you in keeping up with the latest design tools? You know, it feels like almost every day there's a new thing coming out or a new plugin or whatever. Do you tend to just ignore them and just do you I suppose yeah that's an interesting question I mean when it comes to prototyping tools I definitely give it a bit more interest like I'm definitely sort of on the lookout and interested in what new prototyping tools are coming out because I work at a prototyping tool so yeah so those are your competition right so you want to see what they're up to yeah so it's always interesting to see what other tools are doing or new tools coming out Uh, but in terms of like new design tools I mean I'm pretty comfortable in sketch it would have to be like a very popular powerful tool to come into the market to for me to switch Uh, I'm not really interested in switching like there's nothing that I need that sketch doesn't offer in terms of like what I do like it pretty much supports everything that I have to use it for so yeah I mean then when it comes to design trends like I think we've talked about this a lot, but I'm not really like going to actively go out of my way to try and incorporate new design trends or like try out a new design tool. I might go and visit like the website of a new tool that's come out, but I'm not necessarily one of those early adopters. I'm not going to like download it and try it for my next project or whatever. Yeah, I think I'm the same. Uh, Recently, this happened with Adobe XD, I think it's called Experience Design, which is their like attempt at sketch I suppose and I had a lot of people asking me in YouTube comments and on Twitter if I'd you know what I thought about it and I was just like oh I haven't really tried it I mean I watched the developer that I work with opened it up on his computer and we sort of clicked around in it and I was watching over his shoulder just checking it out but I didn't go that far into it and I think I need to so that I could talk about it on YouTube or you know share that sort of thing but I'm just not interested in breaking my workflow for such a new tool like that what did it take for you? I'm just just wondering because I switched from using Photoshop to using Sketch for web design. Have you used Sketch since you started designing websites? Did you have have to make a switch or were you always designing in there? No, so I was originally using Illustrator actually. Interesting. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not very confident in Photoshop. Like if you sat me down in front of Photoshop, I wouldn't really know what to do very well. Uh, for some reason, just the concept of like the layers and like not being able to have multiple artboards just kind of paralyzes me. I just don't really know what to do. Uh, so I was using Illustrator. And to be honest, I think it was when I heard that you guys at Zero had started using Sketch. And I was like, what's all this Sketch about? And then I sort of downloaded it and did the free trial and kind of checked it out and found it like much more intuitive and easy to use than illustrator and I think the reason for that is because sketch is very much designed and built for like digital design whether that's designing websites or doing UX or UI or whatever so it's got everything I need and it's not cluttered with other like unnecessary 
tools. Uh, but Illustrator can be used for so many different things and it's such a diverse and very powerful tool that when I just wanted to use it for digital design, it was too much. Like there were too many options and too many things to go through. So that's why I like Sketch because it's very simple and very much focused to my needs and what I need to use it for. Yeah, I agree. That's why I like Sketch as well. I don't think it that a software should have to do all of the things. Yes. I suppose you might be interested in that more perhaps if you're studying or you know just starting out and can't afford to buy all of the different software that you need. So having one tool that does it all can be useful. But you know then there's that jack of all trades issue where maybe it's trying to do too much. I actually switched to using Sketch. I was very, very reluctant at first, which is crazy now considering how much you know I rely on it and love it. But I only moved because I had to. Like, I'm very, I don't know, I'm not good at taking the time to learn new things. And I tend to think that, like, well, I already know what I'm doing, so why should I bother learning something new? Yes, people are saying it's faster and better, but they're those people and I'm me and I'm different, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But I had to move because I needed to work on a project at Zero where I used to work, like you just mentioned, and the assets for it I was going to need to borrow from someone else's project that they were working on simultaneously, and they were using Sketch. So if I needed those assets, I needed to use Sketch as well. So I had my workmate, Jay. I don't know if he listens to this podcast, but if he does, hello, Jay. <laughs> he is an amazing designer, and he was so patient with me and taught me Sketch and just took me through how he used it basically and showed me his workflow in it and I found that just the best way to learn it just really helped me get up and running it wasn't watching you know a tutorial of some random person or whatever it was someone that I trusted and that I really respected uh, you know as a designer and as a person showing me how they use it so I found that much easier to pick up on stuff I suppose and build a bit of a workflow myself does that make sense? Yeah, and it's interesting actually how even though a lot of us use the same design tool like Sketch, we all kind of use it differently. Like everybody mm. has their own workflow and their own sort of way of using things. Like for the first wee while that I used Sketch, I didn't even realize you could create a different page. Like I oh, wow. I just had all of my artboards on like the one page and now I use pages like religiously like I use pages uh, for each sort of different area or state or like grouping things together or making it easy to like find where I need to go in my design so yeah I mean this there's no right or wrong way right of using a tool but I think that's really cool that you learned through Jay and through sort of that hands-on experience. Yeah, so I made a video recently on my YouTube channel that was like a Sketch 101 tutorial where I was taking people through in the same way almost, well, this is what I was trying to do anyway, that Jay took me through when when he was showing me how to use it, just basically walking me through like what the different areas of the program are because it is quite different from Photoshop and Illustrator, you know, and showing me how to do things that he knew that I'd need to do to design websites. So I made a video about that and yeah. It seems to have gone down well, so I'm very pleased with that. And I hope it's helped some people out and helped them get to know Sketch because I do passionately believe that it is the best tool for web design. Yes, it's personal preference, but I just feel like something that's built specifically for it is, I don't know, it's just really great. So if you do web design, check out Sketch. This is not sponsored. <laughs> I just feel the need to say that. <laughs> is there a tool or an area in your design where you feel like the tools in that area could be improved? I feel like in my video editing 
the tools can be improved. And perhaps there's a tool out there that I don't know of that does it. Like I always find myself wanting to do much cooler stuff with the titles in my videos. And what you can do in Premiere Pro is very limited from what I've found anyway. And I do know how to use After Effects, which is more of a motion graphics software, but that's a lot more intensive to, you know, make the titles do what I want. I would love for an easier way to do that. I think maybe that Final Cut Pro is better at that, but that means I know that Final Cut Pro is quite a different way of editing videos. It's quite a different interface. So I'm not willing to take the time to learn that yet, but maybe one day. <laughs> How about you? Anything like that? Uh, nothing comes to mind actually at this point in time, but I think there's always areas to be improved upon. And I think also, especially seen as we work in like the digital sort of realm, that things are always like rapidly changing, that the design tools also have to rapidly change to sort of keep up with those industry changes. Definitely. And I think it's going to be interesting with things like AI and uh, VR and that kind of stuff and like what tools are going to, like I don't even know how to design, how do people design for VR? I don't even know. I assume there's a design tool that like supports designing in a 3D space or something. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see when those design tools like really start hitting the market hard. Yeah. And what we were just talking about before about learning those things, when do you think you'll pick them up? Because I would tend to pick something up when it's quite established already. You know, I when I'd learned sketch was when other people had already been going on about it for a while. And, you know, like I said, my workmates were already using it. So I tend to only bother to pick up on things when they're a bit more established, I suppose. Yeah, I'm the same. Like I said, I, I don't really consider myself an early adopter, but I do consider myself someone to like keep up with the times, I guess. Yeah, like you want to keep improving. And sometimes that does mean you, that you need to take the time to learn some new software. Like I'm really glad I took the time to learn Sketch. Yes, it was slower to start with because it was a new program and I didn't know what I was doing and I you know already had my flow in Photoshop and I knew what I was doing in there. But I'm glad that I put put in that time to learn it because now my workflow is much faster and everything goes much better. So it is worth that little initial sl slowdown sometimes, but yeah, taking, picking the moment, I suppose, and picking which software you bother to give attention to, but you should keep trying to move forward and stay open-minded, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, there's no right or wrong way, like we've said, and I think whichever design tool is best for what you're designing for or your situation uh, then yeah that's the design tool that you should use I think that is a good note to end on how about you yeah great note to end on it's going to be interesting to hear uh, what some of our listeners use I think yeah make sure you tweet us and tell us a bit about your experience with design tools if you are reluctant to get on board at first, like we apparently are, or anything like that, tweet us. We're at DesignLifeFM on Twitter, and we'd love to chat. And you can also find us online at DesignLife.FM, and there you'll find all our previous episodes, and you can also subscribe to our newsletter. Please do subscribe to the newsletter. That means you'll get an email in your inbox every Monday morning with the new episodes. You can read the show notes, read the takeaways, and click through and listen. See you next week, Charlie. Bye, fam. Bye.